This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. What are you confessing about your life? Are you confessing the same things God is saying about you, or are you speaking doubt and unbelief? Are you even aware of the power your own words have to either bless you or to curse you? God says that life and death are in the power of the tongue, and that you shall have whatsoever you say. If you're saying about yourself all the good things God is saying, must not God be faithful to His word and in agreement with whatever you say? In this amazing eight-part series, God is always saying powerful things about you, Pastor explains that by the words of your mouth, you determine your destiny and can write your own ticket to a lifetime of prosperity and health, dreams fulfilled, and challenges overcome, or just the opposite. It's literally talking yourself into your future, believing those things God says about you, confessing them, and simply waiting for God to make them happen. Uh, many people, you know, uh, carry a Bible around and they understand that it is the Word of God and they love the Word of God. But I wonder how many people truly understand how to use this Word uh, in a way that will change the very course of your life. Knowing the Word of God, loving the Word of God is only one part of it. The part that we need to uh, learn about, and that's what we're endeavoring to teach here, is that this Word needs to get into your heart, but then it needs to come out of your mouth. Every verse in this Bible that you can find in this Bible is like a weapon, a tool that God has given to you to release from your mouth that can be used in many, many different ways. One, it can be used against the devil to dismantle anything the enemy would try to bring your way. The, the other thing that it, it's here for is that this word has the power to create your future. Amen. This word possesses within it the power to create. How many of you want a better future? Right? Well, you know, you can hope for that future, and hoping may get you partway there, but it's not going to get you all the way. You may think about it. That's not going to get you anywhere if you just think about it. So many people have tried in their own power and ability to get, to get places, to get to a better place in their life, and that often doesn't turn out right. Well, I found so many years ago that if you learn how to use this word, that this word has the power to shape and create your future. Amen. Most people don't realize that. The very words of your mouth have power to create. Now, let, let's go to this verse, Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 21. If you're there, say I'm there. Amen. Verse 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So, where's death and life? In the power, in the power of the tongue. So, what I derive, <clears throat> what I get from that verse is that I could either, with my tongue, speak life to my life, or with that same tongue, speak death to my life. I have the power within my mouth to speak either good things that are going to help me to get to a better place and increase my life, or I could speak not so good things, which also have power that will really decrease my life. So, I don't know about you, but I'm all about increase. How about you? Amen. I want life and I want more of it. How about you? 
So I learned something, we all learned something from this verse that my tongue has the very power within it to create. It's either going to create good or it's going to create not so good. And it's all, all based upon the words that come out of your mouth. Now, we look at this verse quite often, but I want to go back over to it because I think it's so important and I don't want to just gloss over it because maybe some people, uh, you know, didn't understand it. But go over to Mark's Gospel, chapter 11. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Say it, death, death. And, life and life are in the power of the tongue. All right. So, you know, when you, when you think of that, go to Mark 11. When you think about that, um, that verse, you're going to be very, very mindful, I would hope, and very, very careful about what comes out of your mouth. Because every word that comes out of your mouth is either creating life or it's creating death. Now, Jesus addressed this issue, and we looked at this, but let's just go over it again in Mark's Gospel, chapter 11, 24. You remember the story. The disciples and Jesus are walking down the road, and they come up against this fig tree, and the, Jesus went over to the fig tree, and there was nothing on it. There was no fruit, and actually, uh, there was no hope of any fruit on this fig tree, so he cursed it with his words. He said, I curse you that you'll never bear fruit again. And a few days later, they're walking the same way, he and, his, and, his, and the Bible says that his disciples heard him say it. And purposely, Jesus wanted his disciples to hear the words that came out of his mouth. So a few days later, they're walking the same pathway, and they come up against the same fig tree. And, and the disciples, Peter, says to him, Look, Master, the tree that you cursed, it's withered up, and it's died, and it's, it's dried up. And Jesus takes the opportunity to teach them what I believe is one of the most powerful teachings on the power of your tongue, which connects with the verse that we just read in Proverbs chapter uh, 18 and verse 21. He, he begins to elaborate on the subject, on the topic of how powerful the words of your mouth are and what you can do with your words. Yes. So this very first verse, again, as we read it in verse 22, Jesus says to them in answer to, to or into um, response to Peter's exuberance and excitement over the fact that this tree withered up and died because Jesus cursed. He said, I speak to you and I, I say, you shall never bear fruit again. So Jesus takes the opportunity, he says to them, have faith in God. Now, I've, I've done some study on this, and there are some translators, and there are actually some Bibles, some translations of the Bible. Uh, many of you have heard of Dake's translation, he's one in particular, who translates that verse or says about that verse that it, it, should, it should better be said, have the faith of God instead of having faith in God. How many of you understand there's a big difference between having faith in God and having the faith of God? Yes. All right. So, so now we, we understand something about the faith of God. How many of you understand that God is a faith God? Yes. He is the God of faith. He, right? How many of you understand that God created the whole universe by the words of his mouth? Yes. How many of you remember back in Genesis? We won't have to take time to go back there. But how many of you remember that it, it says repeatedly in the first opening verses... Of, of Genesis, when God is recreating the earth, and I'll, I won't get into all that, but I believe it's the recreation of the earth, but he's, he's creating now, and he begins to speak words, and he says, let this be, let light be, let the, let the firmament uh, recede from the, from the waters, and the earth came up out of the waters, and as God is speaking, all this stuff is coming into being. Wow! Death and life are in the very power of the tongue. And Jesus takes the opportunity here as a lesson, this fig tree lesson, and says, now you have the faith of God. 
And he begins to tell them what he means by that. Because I would imagine they would be a little bit confused. And if Jesus said that to me and I didn't have this teaching, I think I would have been, what do you mean have the faith of God? What are you talking about? Withered fig tree. You spoke to it. It dried up. We're amazed because the power that came out of your mouth or, or the words that came out of your mouth had the power to cause something to happen to that fig tree. Now you're looking at us and saying, have the faith of God. What do you mean, Jesus? And Jesus takes the opportunity to give them this fabulous lesson on the power of your mouth and the power of the words that you speak. And he said, for assuredly, what would it mean to you if someone said for assuredly? That means for sure. Let's put it in, in, in modern day. What would assuredly mean? For sure. When someone says for sure, they mean for sure. There's no doubt. Am I right or am I wrong? Somebody help me here. So, so Jesus wants to be sure that they understand that this is for sure. Say it's for sure. It's for sure. What Jesus is saying is for sure. He said, for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes the things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. How do you connect that with have the faith of God? Well, it's very simple. The faith of God is whatever you speak into, out of your mouth, is what's going to be created in your life. And in this case, he said, if you say to the mountain, now mountain could be any obstacle, it could be anything that stands in your way, it could be any struggle, any challenge, any big thing that seems bigger than you. How many of you have dreams, desires, and visions for the future? All right, the rest of you don't have any dreams, desires. Are you dead? Are you here? Now let me ask you another question. How many of you know that these dreams and desires and visions and the hope that you have for tomorrow are bigger than you right now? Yes. How many of you have a sense in your own, you know, understanding your own, I mean, let's, let's, let's be humble about this, that you know that you cannot by yourself make those things happen in your life? Yes. Well, that would be a mountain. Wouldn't that be a mountain? Yes. And Jesus teaches us an awesome principle that he says here, I say to you, for assuredly I say to you, if anyone says to this challenge, to this big dream, desire, future, hope, whatever it be, financial, physical, whoever says to this, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea, or in other words, get out of my way so that it can come to pass, or, or I can get to it. He says, be removed and be cast in the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now, notice he doesn't say it this way. Notice he doesn't say, for assuredly I say to you, whoever thinks about this mountain, but I say to you, whoever talks about this mountain, does he say that? Be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he thinks will be done, he will have whatever he thinks. No. He says, whoever says to the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And if he does not doubt in his heart, he didn't say in his head, he said his heart. Big difference between your heart and your head. How many of you have doubts sometimes in your head? But you know that when you get past those doubts in your head, that faith is still in your heart. So he says, who does not doubt in his heart, sometimes your head's going to give you trouble. That's why you've got to fill yourself with the word of God and stay in, in the good teaching of God's word and be in church where you're getting the word because it's keeping your heart filled up because your head's going to give you trouble. But when you come to church and get the word, we deal with the head and we establish and strengthen the heart of faith. Amen. 
He said, whoever, whoever believes in his heart that whatever he says will be done, he will have whatsoever he says. Not what he thinks, not what he hopes, not what he believes, but what he says. He's trying to teach a very important principle here of how powerful the words of your mouth are. Often people wonder why. See, now I'm a pastor and I'm, I'm like a spiritual doctor. So when people have trouble, one of the very first things I do, just like a good doctor would do, when you go to your doctor with ailments, he, he begins to diagnose because he wants to find out what is the source of this trouble that you're having. So he checks your mouth, he checks your ears, he looks in your eyes, he checks your heart, he makes you do things So he, in the hopes that he's going to find out or she's going to find out what your trouble is. Well, me being a good pastor, I do the same thing. I diagnose every one of my patients when they come to my office. But I give a different kind of examination. I don't give a physical one. I give a spiritual one. Because I know that all of men's problems come from the spirit and not necessarily from the natural. So one of the very first things that I listen for when someone talks to me is I listen to the words that are coming out of their mouth. And I am extremely sensitive to what people are saying. Because most of the time, folks are having a hard time in life just because they have adopted or they've taken hold of a bad confession over their situation, over their future, over their challenges, over their warfare and over their mountains, which is brought upon death, which could be discouragement, which could be hopelessness, which could be despair, which could be this, this idea that I want to quit. It could be any of those things. So my diagnosis often uh, in a person's life or in a person's, when a person's having a hard time is that it's really their stinking confession, their stinking thinking, which has yeah. brought about wrong words that are causing them to lose hope and to lose faith and to lose trust and to lose action on the Word of God for the future. Amen. Because people often talk more about their problems than they do to their problems. They speak more about what they don't have and being upset about what they don't have or where they would like to be that they haven't arrived at yet instead of talking to it and saying, this is where I want to go. This is the way I want things to be done. Does everybody, does everybody understand that? Can you see that? So we've got to become more in tune to the words. That, see, I, I listen to people sometimes pray and it's, it's no wonder why nobody ever gets a prayer answered or many, I shouldn't say nobody, but many people never get their prayers answered because their prayers are so devoid of the Word of God. I hear people pray, like, first of all, this, is what this really irritates me. Well, Lord, come to you and I'm just believing, believing for prosperity, believing for a new job breakthrough. And, and Father, I'm just believing if it be your will. <laughs> Sounds holy, doesn't it? Doesn't that sound awesome? That's just, that's not holy, that's stupid. That's just dumb. You've just negated every prayer that you prayed by the words of your mouth. When you come to God, you better already know what his will is. And his will is his word. And it's amazing to me how many times we pray and we're not praying in line with God's word. We're praying some spiritual things that we heard some preacher on TV say that's just as dumb as you when it comes to the word of God. And I say that in love respectfully. I mean it in love. So, so we've got to be speaking the correct things, the right things, 
that come out of our mouth because we understand that life and death are in the power of the tongue. That's why before you utter a prayer, let me just teach you something here. Before you start praying for things, you ought to do an investigation through the word of God to make sure that what you're praying for, first of all, is in line with God's word. If it's in line with God's word, then you have the right, the authority, the privilege to pray it. And when you start praying the word of God, Man, you're going to create life. You're going to create yeah. prosperity. You're going to create yeah. health. You're going you're to create an abundant future yeah. because you're speaking the right things out of your mouth. He says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. And Jesus nails it down right here and says, have the faith of God for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be thou. Now notice what you're supposed to be saying, be thou removed. You're supposed to be speaking to it and telling it what to do. You're supposed to be telling the obstacles, the big things in your life, the, the things, the encumbrances, whatever it is that's in your way, you're supposed to be telling them what to do. Did you ever think of that? Jesus is telling you, but because we've had stinking, we've had poor teaching or no teaching at all on this, often people come with this sense, like I said before, this sense of humility and, oh God, you know, if it be your will, I don't know God, you know. Well, you've got to know, you've got to know what you're praying. You've got to know what you're saying. He told you to use the words of your mouth to tell your obstacles, to tell these big things in your life that stand in your way, of the way, in the way of your prosperity, of your growth, of your development, of your future, of your dreams and desires. He said, you tell them to get up and get out of the way. And if you believe what you say in your heart, you're going to have exactly what you say. Amen. So, so according to this verse, you can talk yourself into your future. Or let me say, I better, I better, you are talking yourself into your future. But are you talking yourself into a good, blessed life future? Or are you talking yourself into a future that's full of despair and depression and poverty and sickness? Because you, people, we say things sometimes that, you know, we just kind of flippantly say and we just say it, say it because of, as, a, as a course of habit, but it's creating death in our lives. That's why you better be careful what's coming out of your mouth. Now, now this is really, there are many things to be taught about the, this verse here in Mark 11, uh, 20, 22 through 24. But the greatest thing that we see in this is that, the, and what we want to emphasize tonight, is the power of your mouth. Jesus spoke to the fig tree and told it what to do. He said, I curse you and it died. He tells you, you speak to the mountain, you tell it to get up and move out of the way, and it is going to move from you. But it's, it's so amazing how many, how many people just talk about the mountain get more frustrated about their obstacles, get frustrated and talk about it. The more you talk about it, the bigger you're making the mountain. Yeah. Because whatever's coming out of your mouth is creating something. Right. Either you're going to create more trouble for yourself or you're going to create a way of escape for yourself or create blessing. For wow, does that, this is such an important principle that we have got to learn, you see. All right. So, so we went over this um, I want to go back over to just, we're doing a little bit of review, and then I just want to hit on one other thing tonight. Let's go over back over to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. So a little bit more about what should we be speaking? What should we be praying? What should be coming out of our mouths? What should we be, you know, what should be, you know, coming out of our mouths? So here in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23, it says, is everybody there? Say I'm there. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope, or that word can be interchanged with faith, without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Let us hold fast the confession of our faith or our hope. And again, it means the same thing. So I'm going to use the word faith because all the other, 
all the other translations translate that word, or many of the translations translate that word hope into faith. So let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering. So what does that word confession mean? Well, it comes from the Greek word homologio. And it means to agree, confess, say the same. So what does it mean? This, this one verse teaches us something. That what we ought to be speaking over our lives, what we ought to be talking about our lives, is what God is saying or has said already about us. Right? So again, homologio means to agree to confess, to say the same as, to say the same as God is saying about you. So if I'm going to talk about my future, I'm not going to talk about it being doubtful or unsure or uncertain. I'm going to talk about my future in agreement with what God says about my future. He said, I've given you a hope and a future, Jeremiah. Right, 29, 11. I've, I've given you a hope and a future. I, I, I'm going I'm to say things about, about my future. What Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So you may be in abundance now, but God wants to con continually give you more abundance in your life because that's what Jesus came to do. So when I'm speaking about my life, I'm not looking at my future, you know, uh, like, like a failure, like I'm never going to uh, amount to anything or accomplish anything. And if you think that way and talk that way, that's exactly what you're going to create down the road. But if you begin to speak in, a, in, in alignment with God's word and you begin to say what God's word says about you, then that is what you're going to create and that's what you're going to walk into in the months and the years that lie ahead of you. Yeah. If all you do is speak, you know, about, about uh, your bills and, and poverty and we just can't get out of this mess. You keep telling yourself you can't get out of this fi financial mess. You're never going to get out of it. The more you say it, the more you're going to dig a bigger hole for yourself. But now in faith, doing according to what we just learned in Hebrews 10.23, let us hold fast the confession, the agreement with what God has already said about us and about our future without wavering for he who promised is faithful to perform it in our lives. When I begin to speak, prosperity is the reward of the righteous. I know the grace of my Lord Jesus Christ Though he was rich for my sake, became poor, that through his poverty I might become rich. You see, if you don't start talking like that, then, then you know, and you talk something other, you just talk about your debt and your bills and you can't get out of a hole and everything I do falls apart and I never am going to mount to anything. And you think that, see, whatever you're thinking is ultimately, ultimately going to come out of your mouth. That's why it's all got to start in your thought process. And what's going to affect your thought process is the information that you're feeding your brain. That's why you've got to feed your brain the Word of God and override all of that crazy thinking that you've got stuck in that cranial cavity of yours that's causing you to come out with all these stupid things that's messing up your future. Yes, amen. You see? So, so according to the Word, let us hold fast. Sometimes you've got to hold on to that confession, to that agreement with the Word of God. You've got to hold on to it because often, you know, often your head wants to get in the way and tell you you're crazy. Look at this. You're never going to get out of this mess. You're never, going to, you're never going to get that house. You're never going to get that car. You're never going to get that breakthrough. You're never going to get that job. Your head wants to. And let me tell you, the devil will accommodate you with everything contrary to what you're speaking that's in line with God's word because there's one thing the devil wants more than anything, and that is to neutralize your faith get you in neutral and get you to back off from your confession of God's Word. That's right.
Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.